Hey, new patient group in Right Chat Nation. Welcome inside the broadcast booth. Brian right here. Welcome into Season 6, Episode 5 of Season 6, Episode 87. Overall, the new patient group podcast. If you're watching there on our YouTube station, hey there. Hope everybody is doing great. If you traveled to the AAO, hopefully your travels there and back were safe. Hopefully you and your team uh, learned a lot, obviously, clinically. Uh, but like we talk so much on here, hopefully from the business and marketing and entrepreneur and innovation side over on the business front as well. It's great seeing so many of you out there. Uh, just love seeing uh, the reps and you know the companies that we speak for and getting to visit them at the booths. Uh, we did a great workshop for, so shout out to the, it was a great audience. Thank you for being 100 and, it was definitely 100. It may have been 100, 150. It was a good audience uh, coming to learn for the workshop that Dr. Jamie Reynolds, his great TC, Danielle Oliver, and I put on. A topic that we talked about on there, and it was actually done on a YouTube live. Uh, I will put that link into the description of this podcast uh, if you want to look at it. Uh, it's a still shot, so rarely, <laughs> if you've seen me speak, uh, I don't stand in one place. Uh, I live in the audience and, and walking around. I find it's easier to motivate that way and inspire, and it just makes you more fun to watch. So you're not going to see me much, uh, but you are going to be able to hear the workshop, and it was a really good one. And I will put that YouTube live link in the description of this podcast if you want to check that out. You certainly can hear it fine. Uh, you're not going to see me, like I said, much, but it was a great workshop. Shout out to the audience. Uh, those that I brought up to, to role play up on stage, I know that's not easy, uh, but that's what we try to get all of you to do is come outside your comfort zone. So I think it went really well. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about something, uh, you know, I, I kind of was torn today between a few different things, uh, one of them being the power of persuasion. You've heard me mention it on a couple podcasts so far this year, and that is what the topic I did on stage was for that workshop. So I was thinking about doing a, a podcast all about the power of persuasion, uh, but I'm going to put that off. What I'm going to talk about today, since we're coming off uh, of the podcast that we did last month that was around stop doing uh, to your business what price shoppers are doing to your practice, I thought I would stay on that theme today. Uh, you coming off the AAO, I thought this would be a good one today. Today, we're going to talk about what I believe is the most ironic thing about all of your patient non-compliant complaints. And I have found myself in a very interesting position when I travel to these events or I'm on calls or people contact us. And there's something very, very similar that a lot of you fall into out there when your outsource partners may not work uh, the way you want. You hire a consultant, you hire and bring aboard OrthoFi, uh, you bring aboard remote monitoring with the dental monitoring, you want to do clear aligners, you're using my company WriteChat, you're using new patient group, whatever it may be. There's a common theme that happens for those that succeed with those companies versus the common theme that happens with those that don't. We're going to talk about that theme today. We're going to relate it back to the compliance issues that your patients uh, give you, whether that be brushing, showing up on time, scanning properly with remote monitoring, wearing their clear liners, whatever it may be. We're going to intertwine those today. It'll be a good one because coming back from AAO, a lot of you go and you sign up with companies there. And there's a key to make those companies work for, for your business. And I thought today would be a good tie-in from last month. If you haven't listened to last month, it'd be a really good one to go listen to after today. Uh, but before we get started today, let's fire up the music. The chaos of owning your own business is real, but it doesn't have to be that way. In this economy, there's a better way to grow your practice and make more money while working, spending, and stressing less. And the recipe to make it happen is right here. Welcome to Season 6 of the New Patient Group Audio Experience. 
a podcast dedicated to forward-thinking doctors that want less headaches and more personal and financial freedom. And now your host, he's the founder and CEO of New Patient Group, co-founder of RightChat, and a trusted speaker for Invisalign, OrthoFi, dental monitoring, and others, Brian Wright. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Shout out New Patient Group and Right Chat family members. It was great seeing the AAO. Thanks so much for coming and hanging out at the booth with us. It was awesome spending time with you, walking around the AAO together. Uh, so many of the New Patient Group customers speaking on stage over at U-Labs and on the Align Technology over there at their booth, uh, the remote monitoring uh, booth of dental monitoring, um, OrthoFi, so many. Uh, it's just awesome. I have said this many times in this podcast that one of the most proud things I am have a new patient group now for more than 10 years is just the quality of people we have as family members is just amazing. It makes my job and all of our team uh, here at new patient group, uh, our jobs so much easier and just more enjoyable. So it's always great seeing the names we have speaking at AAO, such trusted sources in the industry that then trust us on the business and marketing side of things. And it was really cool. OrthoFi, shout out to you. It was a great dinner. I think it was Sunday night. Uh, Stephanie Solomon, who's one of the angels in my life in my life and our company's lives right now, uh, takes so much stress off of off of me personally and just the overall team of Right Chat and New Patient Group as well. Uh, she went with me out to dinner, uh, a couple of the great OrthoFi people and then Alyssa Carter. So Dr. Alyssa Carter was there and then her TC, Alex. And it was just a great night out. And eventually, we're going to have a podcast that talks about... Uh, so the original Gibsons, there's three locations in Chicago. It's the only three locations they have. And Gibsons is a solid place. And they train their waiters well. You guys have heard me say a million times on here just how obsessed I am with restaurant experience. Because it's so, it's so just exemplifies everything we're doing inside practices. We're turning you into a, a hospitality wow center and offering this constant unexpected hospitality from you know leading up to sale to after sale, et cetera. And there's so many high-end restaurants that, that exemplify what we're teaching inside practices. And the way they... Gibson's is really cool. I wanted to go and I wanted to bring everybody there uh, because Gibson's is really cool from a presentation standpoint. You know, they don't just talk about the meat. They actually have the meat on what would normally be like a dessert tray. And they give you kind of a welcome tour through the meat. And the waiters really know how to upsell you to the more expensive kind while making you feel really good doing it. And, and that's the sales skills. That is sales through exceptional experience. It's sales through unexpected hospitality. And when implemented, there is no better return on any marketing dollar uh, during a good or a bad economy than having your people know how to speak in a way that drives behavior in a way that helps your business grow, be more efficient, more profitable. So it was a great night out. Shout out to OrthoFi. Awesome that we just had our second in-person mastermind event that was such a great follow-up to to last year over in Heldsburg and Wine Country in California. One of my you know, the very first one that we had last year, boy, it was knocked out of the park. It was in the perfect location. Uh, Richard Portalupe, again, thanks to you, uh, your sister whose winery is over there. Just the bed and breakfast and just a whole aura of of just what went on over there and the camaraderie and the, and the round tables, you know, all the discussions. It uh, was so great that it's one of those that it's like, man, we did it so well the first time. How do we ever live up to it? And I will tell you, uh, shout out Matt Josie. Thanks, man. I mean, I, you know, the, 
the the sales pitch on bringing it there. Um, and, and I'm proud of you, dude. We, we, we did this right. Uh, it was such a great time. I think in some ways better than it was year one. And, you know, we saw so many of the, the great faces that have been in the new patient group family for, for so long. And it was just a blast. The dinners, um, just the tours of, of Williamsburg. There's so much history there. Um, just the meals and the camaraderie of the round table discussions that we have, you all mean so much to me, and I think it was a beautiful follow-up to to what we did last year. I think, and, and the mastermind is somewhat of a, a hidden gem for those that, that don't know. So if you're a private customer with us, uh, you have our full suite of services, and we're coming into your practice. We have a mastermind that meets the second Wednesday evening around 7 Central um, every month. And, and we usually go over, you know, the topic is usually the podcast that I did for that month, but it's also, you know, we do talk, you know, there's clinical advanced clinical stuff that docs talk about and, and advanced business and marketing and, and the camaraderie and the business and marketing and clinical chats on there are so great. And then every year we get together and it's just awesome. So it was great seeing you. That was an amazing follow-up to the first year's mastermind that we had looking forward to, to hearing which one of our doctors sells us the sells us the most on on whose backyard uh, next year the mastermind group uh, should be in one of the things and and that we're going to be diving into today and like I said at the front there were a lot of different so some of the podcasts coming so I almost did uh, the four uh, psychological stages of focus today uh, one of the reasons I had that on my radar was you know you come back from AAO and you have eight thousand things on your mind. And for most of you out there, the reality is it's like working out and trying to get into that routine and walking into a gym that has a thousand pieces of equipment and, and you become just overloaded to the point where it becomes overwhelming. You get too busy. The next thing you know, and and this is honestly, this is 99% of you out there. The reality is the next thing you know, these events just turn into, you know, a party and a good time away from the practice. And, you know, you may have some cocktails and see some friends, but outside of that, they don't really move the needle. You're not, you're not using the material that you like and coming back and strategically implementing it into your practice very well. And for some of you, very well is actually a, a is actually better than what a lot of you do out there. A lot of you come back and you implement it very poorly and really don't do anything at all. And so the, the four psychological stages of focus is really good. Uh, there's a four quadrant system, kind of like uh, when I talked about looking at numbers differently. I think that was the last podcast of season five and developing your four quadrant system. If you haven't listened to that one, make sure to go back and do and make sure to perform that exercise as well. Get that on paper. Uh, this one is somewhat similar from a quadrant standpoint. And I thought by teaching that, it would put some of you in a, or a lot of you, in a better place of success coming back. Um, another one uh, was uh, just a leader or a pushover running you through an exercise of are your employees running your company or are you? And unfortunately for a lot of you out there, uh, your employees are running your company, your practice, your business, rather than you. And there's this misconception 
that by holding people accountable and being a leader, that you're going to lose people. And that is not the case at all. If you want a recipe of losing people, especially the right people, be a pushover and constantly be hiring companies to come into your practice, have nothing implemented, waste your employees' time. That is a culture recipe uh, for failure and to drive out your high-level talent. Now, your crappy employees, that's a recipe for keeping them employed because they don't want to do new stuff anyway. So they know it's a joke, so they're going to stay with you. So anyway, there was those two, or actually that was, I think, three podcasts I just described, and also several more. So I just had a tough time this month picking out which topic I was going to do, but I'm glad I went with this one, because the more I go to to events, and the more I see this common theme of doctors that say, ah, Northofi, they suck, versus the doctors that say they're a lifesaver. Uh, the common theme between doctors that say, yeah, you can't make money with Invisalign, you know, Invisalign, the, the lab fees too, too much, you know, they suck uh, versus the ones that are killing it with Invisalign. The ones that use my company's right chat and new patient group, the ones that kill it versus ones that remain stagnant or don't do as well. Uh, ones remote monitoring that say, ah, you know, they use all these, these personal bias and these excuses, uh, which is belief perseverance, which there's going to be a, a podcast about that as well. I know Matt Josie and Rob Schaefer are laughing at me right now. So shout out to, to both of you. And, and Matt Josie, man, that beer, you know, those are experiences that I just, I soak in. Um, I consider myself all of your friends out there. And I don't get to see you that much because, you know, you're spread out, all of you around the country. So so Matt, Josie, and I went out um, before I went out to dinner, actually, the night with OrthoFi. Uh, Matt and I went and grabbed a beer at a little brewery there, good IPA, and, and had a chat. And I, I love those moments. So thanks for the beer, man. And I will, I will see you soon again. But you look at these, these remote monitoring and this belief perseverance, perf- maybe AI, I told you the AI wouldn't work. And then it doesn't work, but it doesn't work because of, of various reasons, not because it doesn't really work. It may just need some tweaking. It's almost like sometimes when you hire some of these companies, some of you out there actually in a weird way want it to fail because you're telling yourself it doesn't work anyway, but because your peers are doing it, you're like, all right, I'll give it a try. So I'm going to bring up examples today of, of all of these companies between, between OrthoFi, Dental Monitoring, RightChat, New Patient Group, and Invisalign. And really, really, like when, with Dental Monitoring and Invisalign, really it's going to be more about remote monitoring. You could, you could really apply this to any company that does this stuff. It really any type of clear aligner. Um, I'm just going to use those as as company names that are probably the biggest, well, for, certainly for Invisalign, certainly the biggest brand name out there. And walk you through some things, just like last month, where you cannot, as a business owner, sit there and be so disconnected from reality, where you sit there and get mad at the patients that want Invisalign for a cheap price Yet you turn around and do the same thing for the companies that are trying to help your business grow and somehow think those companies are going to be worth a damn if they're cheap. It's the same thing clinically. If you go and you buy from a plastic surgeon and you get a laser procedure, breast implants, uh, and a lot of you know plastic surgery is my former life, uh, and or if you go and get Invisalign or you go and get whatever from a healthcare standpoint, if you search for a cheap price you are going to end up paying a ton more money later down the road to fix the crappy clinical results that was done initially. It's just, it's just the reality unless you get extremely, extremely lucky. 
And on the business side, all of you deal with this. Same exact way. You nickel and dime companies, you end up going a lot of times with the cheapest because you don't value what they're really supposed to be doing for you. And then you wonder why the companies don't produce results for you because you're going with the cheapest, which means they're going to be crap. Their model is quantity, not quality. So therefore, they're going to be crap. And then you're going to wonder why. Well, there's another reason why a lot of these companies don't succeed inside your practices. And or they may not succeed as well as their potential could help you succeed. And it's all around your compliance from a from a business owner and culture employee standpoint. And I'm gonna run through some examples today that are that are it has to be a way all of you walk into your business every day and change your mindset. There's going to be a podcast eventually, and it's the three ways you know you've reached the pinnacle of customer service. And and one of those ways is all of your customers do it the way you want them to do it. In this case, all of your patients. So some of this today is also going to be directed at the orthophys, dental monitorings, Invisalign, right chat, new patient group, meaning that if if you all as companies and us as, as a company, because two of those were mine that I just listed in that, if you have non-compliant customers, that is also your fault. It's your fault how you're onboarding. It's your fault how you're selling. It's your fault how you're motivating. It's your fault how you're holding them accountable. It's your fault that it's not repetitive enough. It's your fault that you don't build enough relationship So it is, when I talk about from a compliance standpoint today, very much on the companies as well. Just like, by the way, it is when patients are non-compliant in your office. That has a huge piece to do with you and your team. Are you, do you know how to coach? Do you know how to motivate? Do you know how to have the tough conversation with mom, with little Joey standing there? I can tell you your assistants do not because that is high level advanced sales, psychology, presentation, training. And if you are not consistently role playing with your hourly employees, the reality is it's not that they can't do it. It's that they will never know how to do it unless they are trained by people that are, again, experts in those areas. And there is a podcast coming maybe this isn't maybe next, that talks about redefining the clinical roles in your office because they are just as much, arguably even more involved with sales than your new patient experience team that tries to get people to buy from you to begin with. Every business out there, one of the things that frustrates me the most being in this industry, and and there's several, as much as I love this industry, as much as I adore all of you out there, there are there are things when we look at the business uh, that aggravate us. And and one of them is a lot of times, you know, these companies, they love your business more than you. It's like, come on, doc, let's engage here. You know, let, let's, th- there's a system we have that's going to make it work, but, but you need to engage and we need, we need you to love your business as much as we're devoted and love your business. We got to get you to put as much time into your business as we want to put in to your business. And, and that is, that is an issue for, for a lot of, people out there from a, hey, again, we're putting orthophy into the practice, trying to get the doctor engaged uh, while dental monitoring is onboarding, trying to get the doctor to hold the team accountable uh, You know, when, when one of these companies is onboarding 
It's not easy. And it drives a lot of companies nuts out there, but they're not going to tell you uh, that's what we're going to do. You know, we are, again, part of the reputation we are developing is we will say a lot of the things that a lot of companies out there think, but they will not dare say. Well, the reality of the situation is, is I will say them because they're true and they're going to help you if you change your mindset. None of these companies out there you can put into your practice and ignore and just plug and play and have it work. This is sometimes, I think, a fault of speakers that speak, me included, by the way, that speak for these companies, is sometimes I think we get in this habit of, of, of teaching all of you out there that, hey, you know, OrthoFi, just plug and play it into your practice and you're going to grow. Hey, remote monitoring, plug and play into your practice and you're going to have better compliance and you're going to be more efficient and your chair time is going to open up. Hey, Invisalign, you know, commit to 70, 80% share to chair with Invisalign. Everything's going to be okay. Hey, right chat, let us answer your new patient calls and everything else is going to be okay. The reality is, is that's not the case. You as a business owner have to be on top of things and you have to use the tools properly. Just like your patients have to use your tools properly. They have to follow your rules. And what I was talking about earlier about the the three signs you've reached the pinnacle of customer service is when your customers are doing what you want them to do. Because when they do, that means your systems and your processes are playing out and you've designed those systems and processes in a way for your customer to get the best result. But if your customer does not follow those systems and those processes, the customer is not going to get the best result. Now, you all in the clinical world, you know what happens. Let's, pay, let's paint a picture here. You know, Joey. Joey, you put on Invisalign. And let's say Joey's 15 years old, whatever. And Joey is missing some appointments. He doesn't seem engaged. He's not wearing his clear aligners properly. And this happens over the course of time, more and more. And you take a treatment that was going to be 16, 17 months. Now you're in month 25. Not only are you losing, but so is Joey. And what's going to happen whenever you finally say, all right, we're taking these all, we're done. Like, Joey, you're a pain in the butt, which obviously you're not going to say. But let's say the final day comes and the aligners are done. Is Joey going to get a fabulous result? And obviously, the answer is no. Well, what happens when Joey and his mom look at those results? Do they blame themselves or do they blame you? And obviously, the answer, the way God designed humans and the way we function in today's society with very little lack of accountability and personal responsibility, is they're going to blame you. They're going to blame you as the doctor, you as an, just an office in general. They're going to blame you for the subpar results. Meanwhile, it was their fault for not being compliant. Now, again, as I said before, it's also your fault because your assistants most likely have a lack of verbiage and presentation skills to put value on why they need compliance. They're not using the benefit experience. They're not using a consequence approach. They're not used to looking at mom or dad in the eye and saying, this is how it's going to be at our office without sounding like a jerk in the process. Those are all difficult conversations that I can tell you your hourly employees do not know how to have. 
And this is where you investing, and this is not what today is about, but you investing the time, the energy, and the money for repetitive, consistent training with your people on 90% of what their job is every day, and it's non-clinical things, that you inevitably place your entire business trust into people that you have to get trained in how to speak at a really, really high level. So yes, that accountability or that compliance, part of it is your fault as a practice, but obviously it still rests on the shoulders of the customer. We all live in the same world. I was talking about earlier, one of the things that aggravates me uh, the most about this industry. Well, another one is the fact that a lot of you out there get in your head that somehow orthodontics and dentistry and just other healthcare professions somehow is its own bubble. Like the, the problems that exist are unique to you, right? Whether it be not being able to find good employees. I got news for you. Every industry deals with that. Now, the, cha- the, the difference sometimes is a lot of industries can pull from a national pool. A lot of times you're pulling locally, right? So there's challenges, but every industry deals with that. Every industry deals with training people and the good ones sometimes leaving. Every industry also deals with what I'm talking about today, is compliance and compliance problems, meaning that really inevitably every business has two sales as far as the customer goes. And one sale is is getting people to buy from you to, to begin with. Obviously, that is difficult. The more commoditized and competitive and shopping people are, that's sale one. Sale two, though, is harder most of the time. And it's harder most of the time because God created us as humans. We want to do things our own way, especially if you're dealing with an entrepreneur. There's a reason we, like myself, run our own company is we do not want to be told what to do. We are constantly looking at things and going, there's a better way of doing this. And, and that mindset can drive corporations crazy Right, It's because their employees follow along with what the corporate structure is. We are the opposite of that structure. We want to do it our own way. So imagine you know, a person like myself being compliant in your office. The reality is, is a lot of times compliance has to do with what type of person is that? What personality type are they? What do they do for a living? You could correlate that back to compliance, which is not the topic for today. But every company deals with this secondary sale. You've got one, sale, okay, now they're a customer, now they're a patient, now they're a client. But sale two is, is how do we get them to be compliant with the way we want things done? And that in lies the biggest challenge most companies have because if your customers are not compliant, you will not have a VIP existing patient, existing customer experience. It's not possible. You're also going to have higher turnover and you're going to have a lower success rate. And that lower success rate is going to view you as the problem, even though a lot of it is really them. This is something that is not easy to hear as I as I dive in today and get really into what we're going to be talking about. It's not easy to hear. This is another one of these things where you know you could have called today the real reason your outsource partners aren't working. Same type thing. You know, I had planned on that being another podcast, but honestly it's really it's really this is 
is that discussion is is your culture. It's like when you hire an orthophy, a dental monitoring, when you say I'm going and I'm going to commit to being, you know, I'm 40% share to chair with Invisalign today. I'm going to commit to 60. Once we get to 60, I'm going to get to 70. Like my goal is 80, 90 plus, right? You hire right chat or new patient group. A lot of the success our companies out here in your space have when we go in is very dependent on the culture you have that exists in your office. If you have a culture of when I hire somebody and they come in, you will follow their guidance or you will not work here as an employee. That's being a leader, by the way. A lot of you are so scared to set your business culture up that way, but that's being a leader. It's not being a dictator. But when companies are hired to come into your office, if you have an existing culture that sets that company up for success they are much more likely to win and succeed with your practice. I'll give you an example. It's one of the reasons why 10 years ago, I created New Patient Group. Take this for an example. One of the reasons why we basically have three divisions under one roof to create a story of excellence in the consumer mind is this, what I'm talking about right here, is that if we come in and we train your team and we train them on sales and hospitality and all these things we're we're becoming so well known for and do so much better than people that are in this industry have done it in the past and so much more unique. If we come in there and train your team, but you don't have a culture that supports that training, we could train your team for the next three years, five years, 20 years, 50 years, and they are not going to implement it. So therefore, you're going to turn around and you're going to blame new patient group and say, ah, their training doesn't work. And I will never let that happen, which is why we do culture building, leadership coaching, all of the entrepreneur stuff that you have to have mindset wise to be successful. We do that because then that sets up the other things we do inside your office and make sure they work. Team training, digital marketing. Which, by the way, digital marketing is so dependent on what your culture is if you want it to work. Because you all as a team have to be willing to hop on camera, do videos, ask for video testimonials. Like the personalized content is what drives behavior on social media. It's what drives behavior on your website. It's what drives behavior on your YouTube station. Not these template pre-shot videos that I cannot believe some companies still sell and they get away with it because they sell it as it's easy for you. Well, yeah, it's easy for you because you don't have to do anything, but it doesn't work. Wouldn't you rather put in the effort and have it work than have somebody say it's easy, but yet it doesn't work? But see, that's all part of compliance because without the culture, you're not going to do it or your team's not going to do it. Then you're going to look at the company as the problem. And you can't do that. Let's take remote monitoring, for example. One of the things, and we'll use dental monitoring as, as the name. One of the things I know they have troubles with uh, is compliance with practices. And you have this mindset, a lot of you out there, where you're like, I'm going to dabble in this. And if you want a surefire way to have something not work, dabble. Because what you have to understand, you take remote monitoring. Remote monitoring gives you the ability to really change the course of both your personal life and your business success and your practice success. But this whole, I'm going to try 25 cases and we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a failure, guaranteed, because you're not going to see in 25 cases, you're not going to see the change, 
right? Because remote monitoring is, is, is requires you to run your practice different than how it's ever been run before, ever. And when you commit to that, then you are going over the, over the course of time, then you are going to see so many wonderful changes in your office. This whole thing of, well, we're going to, you know, these patients are going to scan, but we're not going to scan these. Or we're going to scan with our clear aligner patients and not the braces. Meanwhile, you're probably 20 or 30% clear aligner, right? And then you, you look at the braces, ah, you know, that's not going to work. It's not going to, you look at it and you try to dictate what needs to happen for it to work, rather then have the company that designed it teach you and you follow their way of doing it. Now, again, using dental monitoring just as an example, if the practice isn't compliant, that is dental monitoring's fault. For all the same reasons, it's your assistant's and team's fault when a patient is not compliant. But, of course, there's the responsibility of you as the customer, you as the patient. Of course, there's that responsibility. And what you all have to appreciate is, is dental monitoring, again, using them as an example, when you onboard them and you pay them, their reps are not going to come in there and sit down and tell you like it is, right? They are going to be a yes, sir, yes, ma'am, yes, Dr. Jones. They are going to be as polite as possible. They are not going to sit there and go, look, Dr. Jones, we appreciate your business, but here's the reality. You're messing it up. Right, I am going to teach you and coach you right now on exactly how this needs to go moving forward for you to be successful. We care about you, and we know if you follow our plan, you will be successful. You're never going to get that from an Invisalign rep, from a dental monitoring rep, from an OrthoFi rep, et cetera, et cetera, because they are not being paid to be your coach. They are, paying, they are paid to get and help you onboard the tool and be there as a resource if you don't know how to use the tool or in dental monitoring's case, maybe there's an issue with the AI, whatever it may be, they're there for that ongoing partnership help. But if you're not being compliant, they are not there to coach you and tell you how it is. We are. And that's why so many of these outsource partners that we speak for want new patient group in the practices, because we can have that conversation because we become part of your leadership team. And I will happily sit any of you down and say, this is the way it's got to be. Because that's why we do what we do so well and why our customers absolutely kick everyone's butt regardless of economy. Because you are being coached to compliance with all these other companies. If you out there say, I'm going to dabble in clear aligners, you're setting yourself up for a recipe where the clear aligner bill is going to kick you in the butt. Why? Well, here's what a lot of you do. And it's the same way with remote monitoring, right? You dabble in a few cases when you don't realize that remote monitoring is a completely different way and a much better way of running your practice. On-demand scheduling, they leave without an appointment. Scares the hell out of you, a lot of you. But the reality is it works better. It doesn't clog up the front. There's a whole podcast about how the way you schedule now domino effects and causes so many lost opportunities. It's crazy. I've got so many examples being inside practices of lost business, 
lost unexpected hospitality because of scheduling inside the office. But it opens up so much time, but it's a totally different way of managing and running your business. And when you commit to that on the remote monitoring side, that is when it works. But if you get, you know, Dr. Joe, as made-up name, that says, I'm going to commit to 25 cases, we'll see how it goes. I can tell you right now, Dr. Joe, it's not going to work. You're already not being compliant. You're trying to dictate to them how it needs to work when it has to be the other way around. And I will tell you, the better the company, it's like if you walk into a, a five, six, $700 a night hotel or a table for two for 700 bucks, like you are going to do it the way they have it set up. Otherwise, they're going to kick your butt out of their business, right? It's the same way with these companies. They've created a product and a tool to help you and it will as long as you are compliant and do and follow their lead. Same way with your patients. If your patients go rogue and they want to do it and tell you how it's going to go, it's not going to work, yet they are going to turn around and blame you. And that is so much what all of you do out there, or many of you do out there, is you sit around, you give something a try, your culture isn't set up to let that tool, that company, succeed inside your business. You try to do it and design it your own way. It doesn't work, and you turn around and blame the company. And back to the clear aligner example that I was bringing up. Look, there are so many practices that I've seen over the years where you walk in and they've got this massive, massive team. And that actually was another podcast. I didn't say this earlier. Another podcast that I was considering for today was the three ways your clinical peers are sabotaging your entrepreneur's success. And... That podcast is another example of something you are not going to hear. If this is the first podcast you've listened to, uh, we have a a loyal following. It's not huge. You know, we don't get 10,000 listens a podcast, but we're now in the 2000s and we don't advertise this thing. And we have a loyal, loyal following of people that want to be coached and held accountable and motivated. And there's just a lot of people out there that no matter what you tell them, they don't want any part of those things. And because of that, if this is the first podcast you've listened to, there's a good chance what I'm talking about today, you're never going to listen to another one. But if you're curious, if you're coachable, if you always are learning if you want to do things differently, if you want to be led, motivated, inspired, this is the podcast for you because I'm not going to hold back what all of you need to hear. One of the reasons I enjoy cooking and not so much ba- on the baking side is on the baking side, you have to very much follow the directions. If it says a teaspoon of baking soda, you better put in a teaspoon of baking soda. Now, there's some flavoring you can mess around with, but for the majority for the majority of baking, you better follow that recipe to the T, to the letter. And if you go rogue and you try to do it your own way, you are going to screw it up. 
Over on the other things, though, if uh, you know you're using a, a skillet, if you're you know you're on the stovetop, if you're doing different things there, you can wing it, baby. You can be throwing in different amounts of salt and pepper and different herbs that you're chopping up. You can kind of go your entrepreneur way, right? You can make it your own. Uh, you can you can wing it. You can make it uh, great every time, but different every time. You're throwing in different things, and the reality is is that does not work. When you outsource and use these partners, they have things there for a reason. OrthoFi is another one. I hear it a lot. I And I proudly, when I'm at these events, all these companies listening, I stick up for you all the time because I know that if your tools are used right, you work. So... If somebody says, ah, and I hear this, and I hear it a lot, ah, we tried that company, they suck, you know, or they don't work, don't bring their name up again. I know right away we're dealing with a non-compliant business owner, period. They are trying to bake a cake, and they are trying to put in two teaspoons of baking soda when it calls for one. They are trying to put in an extra amount of sugar when it calls for this. They're trying to put in a different type of salt whenever it calls for Himalayan salt, whatever it may be, and it does not work. And yet so many of you out there want to sit there and go to your AAO events and badmouth the shoppers, badmouth the non-compliant patients, and then turn around and be non-compliant yourself with the companies you hire, and then you turn around and you badmouth those companies. When these companies, in many cases, love your business more than you. A lot of times, these companies will say, yeah, I tried to get Dr. So-and-so on a Zoom. Couldn't get him on a Zoom. Always had an excuse. That's an example of them loving your business more. Because if you're an entrepreneur and you own your own business, that's a decision you've made to have to work longer hours to get the business to thrive in order to work shorter hours and get things on autopilot. OrthoFi has, and again, like I said earlier, sometimes, you know, us as speakers speaking for these companies that we're passionate about, we can make it sound like, all you need is OrthoFi, it's plug and play, everything will be fine. And that's not the case. It's not the case. And I'm going to get back to the Invisalign Clear Liner. I started that, <laughs> that discussion and, and I'll, get, I'll get back to it here in just a minute. That's not the case with OrthoFi or anything. You know, OrthoFi, I think OrthoFi is worth it. If, if all OrthoFi had was their pending treatment and OBS observation dashboards and that organizational tool that made it easier to follow up, easier to showcase where in the timeline they are. Let's say that, that that's, a company, that, that's a company in itself, by the way, because both of those are multi-million dollar loss opportunities for all of you out there. I think according to Gage, only 40% of people put into OBS ever return to your practice. Boom, 60% loss. Do the math. Pending treatment, same way. Millions of dollars that are leaking out your practice. Meanwhile, you want advertising. So they obviously have more than that, right? They've got the payment slider, which, again, a lot of times the payment slider does not work inside practices because the doctor is scared to hell of following what OrthoFi knows what works best. Or the TC wants to manipulate and control the slider 
And while she does that, it's destroying the reason the slider was created from an open choice standpoint. And all the AI behind the slider based off the soft credit checks. Or the, the digitalized paperwork not being used right. And one of the things that, that we do really, really well with New Patient Group is look at the tools that are... Because what, what dental monitoring and OrthoFi and other companies, they're really good at saying, here's the tool, here's how you use it, let's get started. Where we are really good at saying, okay, now you got the tools, let's really teach you how to use the tools to sell. And then, because you have those tools, let's revamp how the new patient experience has always been forever, the existing patient experience as well, the people that have put into, are put into OBS, let's redefine how that has always worked forever in the practice, and let's put in something that makes you, again, unique through unexpected hospitality where the customer comes first on the non-clinical side as much as you want them to get that great, great clinical result. That is why we are such a good supplement to these tools and why our practices use them so well. All the things that OrthoFi has, so many of you out there, you don't use them. And then you say to yourself, even if you have OrthoFi, yeah, they're all right. Or you may be somebody that used them and got rid of them and then told 10 other people, because this is what you do, and this is what your patient does, by the way, too. If they're non-compliant and they don't get a good result, they hit the community and and they may or may not they may or may not write a bad review about you online, but I can tell you right now they're telling 10, 20, 30 people in their mom group or at the baseball game or whatever it may be, yeah, don't go there. You know, I didn't get a good result. Like nobody sits down at their community event and goes, Yeah, you know, I was a patient at Dr. Jones. And we just weren't compliant. You know, we we weren't wearing the clear liners properly. You know, Joey didn't scan on time. We were just a non-compliant patient, and it's all on our shoulders, so you really should go there. Nobody talks that way, and neither do you. We had this, this guy that came aboard uh, so many years ago. It was, it was the year COVID hit. It was that January. It was the OrthoFi national event, and they had me as their keynote. And we got several customers from there, and every single person we got from there is still a customer except for one. And, and this guy was his non-compliant. We went so over the top to please this guy and design him a website that we knew wouldn't work because of the speed issues that were going to be created. We did it anyway. And I cannot tell you the amount of time that our coders spent in the background to make it as fast as possible. We did everything over the top for this guy, totally non-compliant, became so arrogant along the way and then stopped our services. And again, this is exactly what happens with patients inside your practice. And then what do I find out at the OrthoFi National event this year? You know, I had several doctors because what this guy doesn't understand is as he badmouths us, these doctors are either our customers or our friends or our podcast listeners, and they know he's full of crap. So what do they do? They're coming over to the booth going, hey, and I'm obviously not going to say his name. Just want to let you know Dr. So-and-so is talking trash about you. I'm like, of course he is. Just like his patients who aren't compliant talk trash about him. It's the same thing. Like, the guy's not going to take personal responsibility. 
And he's also not going to recognize how above and beyond we went for the guy. He's not going to recognize any of that stuff. He's just going to blame us. And that is the world we all live in. We all live in the exact same world. We've got to get somebody to buy from us. And then the harder sale, and honestly, that makes you, it, it, that, that people don't even look at from a, hey, how do we advertise? Well, the advertise is always, how do we get more customers, more purchases? When's the last time somebody talked about advertising internally to get people to be more compliant? Rarely does anybody think that way. We do for all the reasons I'm talking about now and, and a lot more. But OrthoFi, just like remote monitoring, is a change in the way you run your practice. It's not just a tool that you plug and play and the whole world is going to be rosy with cherries on top and whipped cream and blah, blah, blah. It is a tool and you need to change how you run your practice in order to get the most out of the tool. You need to follow what they are telling you to do and you need to do it. And then if you have a company like us as New Patient Group, we're going to allow you to take all of those tools and we're going to allow it to completely reimagine and redefine how you've always run the practice. How it's going to be less employees that you need as you grow. How you're going to greet new patients and existing patients that walk through the door for the first time. And I'm so sick, by the way. You know, we talk about it a lot, so I guess you could blame us just as much, but it, it just goes back to some of the podcasts. I did one a couple seasons ago about the lie you've been told about the lifeline of your practice. Look, you should have just as much energy put in, if not more, to how you greet the existing patients that have bought from you when they walk through the door and greet them in a specialized way just as much, if not more, than how you're greeting the new patients when they walk through the door. And again, if you're using remote monitoring, nowhere nowhere does OrthoFi or remote monitoring, they're not going to teach you, or dental monitoring, they're not going to teach you, hey, this is now how you're going to greet people when they walk through the door. That's what we do. Existing patient experience, new patient experience, one of the things we do. But those tools allow you to have a customer focus at a higher level ever than ever before because they're verifying insurance for you. So you're not running around like chickens you know, with your heads cut off, right? You can turn that focus back to the customer. Remote monitoring, you have so much fewer appointments and then also few emergency appointments. And then also a lot of the appointments when somebody does show up, you're actually prepared for it. Versus them going, it's one thing, they walk through your door, it's something totally different, and you living a reactive lifestyle. All of that costs you so much money, the reality is, though, it just isn't yanked out of your bank account, so you don't feel it the same way your Invisalign bill when it's yanked out of your bank account. But it all costs you money. You have to use their tools at the highest possible level, you have to be curious enough and coachable enough to reach out proactively to them and say, what else you got? Like, here's what we're doing. Like the DM insights. So many of you out there don't use, like DM has this really cool AI technology that can basically tell you what the clinical flaws are of your team. And, and here I am, an, an outsider, non-clinician, looking at that going, that is absolutely freaking cool. Arguably, I like that piece even more than the remote monitoring itself. Why? Because it allows you to coach your team how to improve their clinical flaws and also build on their strengths. 
And as they improve their, their flaws, you can bonus them based on their, their accountability and commitment to improvement. And guess what? As they're improving, you have less brackets pop off and you have less things that lead to emergency appointments and all these other ways to make money as a practice and reduce the chaos. That's an example of something they have that, that is so cool that so many of you out there don't even use. Back to the Invisalign example, you know, many years ago, so quick story on how New Patient Group started. I get this question a lot, and I like telling the story because it's kind of neat. I, I People say, hey, how do you create this thing? And, and to this day, I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, if, if you would have told me 10 years ago what this all transpired into without advertising, you know, we're content producers. I... I I tell people a lot, if you want to know whether or not to use us, go listen to the podcast because you are not hiring a consultant. This is a major, major mindset shift for a lot of you out there. You are hiring us as part of your leadership team. That is a huge difference than, hey, consultant, come in for six months or a year, right? Give us some ideas. You are hiring a coaching staff just like an MBA team does. And you want, when you hire as a general manager and owner and you hire a coaching staff, your goal is to have them there forever. That's the goal. Like you don't hire a coaching staff and say, oh, we're going to keep them for two years. And if they do their job, they're still out. Like you don't do that. It works totally different with us. Like we're going to tell you, look, you've got three, you've got three players on your team that are uncoachable. You need to make three trades, get us some new free agents, and you better have a good draft because we're darn good coaches that have a proven track record of success. We've won multiple NBA titles. If you give us the right team, we're going to take you to the top. That's the model. And it's a big reason among many others that I discuss in this podcast that works. And that was one of the core fundamental philosophies I had when I founded this company. But back to how we started. So I used to live in Humble, Texas. And at the time, that house was really more my apartment because what I used to do, uh, you know, I had a condo out in LA on Sunset Boulevard. And I spent most of my time in the plastic surgery world. That's where I was. But still had a Houston home that would come back to. And one day I'm on Craigslist. I'm looking for a lawn company, but I'm also doing a couple other things. And I come across, this is, ac- this is after I got out of the plastic surgery world. I created a new company I didn't know what exactly it was going to do, but it was going to take what made my plastic surgery practices so successful and so scalable with with very few headaches, no advertising costs. Like I was going to take the philosophy that I did for myself and say, now let's go do this for other people. But I didn't know if it was going to be plastic sur- I didn't know. I knew that, and I even contemplated having a company that did it for everything because what we do with all of you would work if you know a plumber hired us, a restaurant hired us. It would work, a lawyer, it would work for any company out there where the person they're selling to has a lot of choices on who they can buy from. So I come across this guy, Robert Stewart, and he was in Pasadena, Texas, and he was looking for a marketer. And I just randomly, he was a GP, and I just randomly just... So, all right. And I kind of threw my information and my resume out there. I get a call from this guy and he's like, what do you, what do you do? I'm looking at your resume. Like, why, why are you submitting your resume to my single practice in Pasadena? And I go, just hear me out. So I come in there and we have a conversation and he had brought in several people. 
And you know, most people, and this is a lesson for employees listening out there, when you interview, you know, you need to interview the practice as much as they're interviewing you. And and the practices that are good will appreciate that. Uh, it makes you come across better. Well, I I was the only guy out of all the ones because I didn't care if I got it or not. Like I thought it'd be neat to have our first customer, but I didn't care. So he's telling me all these things he wants to do. And I'm sitting there going, nope, don't need it. Nope, don't need it. Don't. I'm like disagreeing with everything he said. He's like, Brian, like everyone else is just saying yes to all my ideas. I go, well, of course they are. They want the job. Like whether or not they're good at it, it's a different story. Like if you want me to grow this place, then here's the recipe. And I explained it. The guy bought it and you know he bought into the philosophy, hired us. And over the course of the next you know 10 months, he, he skyrocketed uh, a lot of his growth. Well, his Invisalign rep, came in at the time and his Invisalign rep talked to him to congratulate him and blah, blah, blah. And, and at the time, you know, I, we weren't in orthodontics. Uh, I didn't even know what Invisalign was. I saw the commercial, but that was, that was the extent of my knowledge. And a big part of our program and how we grow Invisalign numbers is we don't talk about Invisalign. Like all the things we talk about on here, business mindset, how you do your digital marketing, how your sales skills are, how your unexpected hospitality is, your consumer psychology expertise, um, how you greet people, all of these things, that's how you inevitably grow any product that you want to grow, right? And if you want to grow more clear aligners, there is a recipe on how to tailor everything I just said in a way that's going to get more people to go, boom, give me the clear aligners, so at the time, we weren't in the ortho space like we are now. At the time, we were just in the, hey, I'm going to help your, your practice grow space. And, and yes, to this day, we have GPs and we have other types of healthcare, but 90% of our customers are orthodontists, and, and they are because of where I'm leading to with this story. Well, Robert Stewart gave the credit to me and I happen to be inside his practice. So the Invisalign rep comes down and, you know, hey, tell me more. You know, why is this place being so successful? They're doing things they've never done before. And granted, remember, I've never been in a GP practice in my life outside of a patient. So as I tell him the philosophy, he starts referring, you know, I think Mark Hablinski was our first orthodontist. He hits top 1% with Invisalign. And again, we've, we don't mention Invisalign in there. And this to my, to this day, and I'm going somewhere with the story leading into Invisalign compliance is, is to this day, I have a tough time, even though I've had a decade relationship with Invisalign and probably five or six years now where it's official signed on paper as a speaker and consultant for them. I, to this day, one of the toughest things I have to convince Align Technology is if you want true Invisalign change inside a practice, you have to stop shoving Invisalign down people's throat. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear an Invisalign come in and say that it's more profitable and your chair time is more and it's going to help you this this. They don't want to hear it. They are fed up with it. And if they want clinical help, they've got a thousand friends they can reach out to. I know with new patient group, you know, with the Invisalign providers, if they want or they have a question, they go inside our mastermind group and they ask the other clinicians. Like the clinical help is there. What they need is a business, entrepreneur, small, privately owned practice mindset shift. They need to do their marketing differently and they need to speak to their customer differently. And then they better darn well, after the purchase, have an experience set up 
that's just as good as when they purchase. That is how you skyrocket Invisalign cases or any other Clearliner cases. But you've got to stop shoving Invisalign down people's throat. And that is my message that I've had to align technology for years that I don't believe is still resonated. It's resonated some or they wouldn't have me as a speaker. Because one of the things we are so appreciated for is that we don't get up there and jam Invisalign down their throat. We jam a whole different world down their throat, a different world of less chaos, of less stress, of how you can transform the patient experience, how you can sell differently, how you can make people feel differently. The buying signs, how to overcome objections, how to properly handle complaint, all these things that inevitably lead to a successful Invisalign practice. So as we're going through Mark Koblinski and then Ann Hagerwijk, we're getting referrals from this Invisalign rep and, and we're building our name and practices are growing. Their Invisalign numbers are going nuts. And, and we're not mentioning Invisalign. Like I said at the time, like, of course, I know way more about it now, but it's like the little things like in these practices back. That was, I think, when the iTero, you know, the first element was out, I would look at it and go, OK, well, are you scanning every new patient and using this as a sales tool? And they all say no. I'm like, why not? Like, you don't have to know a thing about Invisalign to realize that's a sales tool. It's not a records machine. But a lot of you out there don't even use the iTero and you have every excuse in the book. Well, Judy's not that good at it. Well, she's not that good at it. Why don't you start having her do it more, practice it more and just start doing it on new patients and eventually she'll become good at it. But again, it's the non-compliance things I'm about to get to regarding clear liners. That's why you don't succeed with it. It's not because Invisalign's lab bill's too high. Do we all wish it could be less? Of course. Like, everyone's going to want it less. But there's a recipe that makes it successful every time. And if you choose to go rogue on that baking recipe, it's going to fail. It is not one of those that it is a stovetop and you can just do a dash of this and a dash of that. It does not work. If you pick and choose, it does not work. So as we're building this, this brand, Invisalign's catching wind. And the next thing you know, you know, we start producing a ton of YouTube content. Some of the Invisalign executives are watching it. And this is how it all blossomed into our Invisalign relationship. And, and eventually, as I started speaking for Invisalign, they put me in front of orthodontists. And that's how we've got our name in the ortho world. We love that side of the business. Uh, and we love the ortho industry. I like the people. And it's just kind of blossomed from there. And like I said, we have other customers, but we don't actively act. We don't actively advertise to anybody. And, and we are content producers. And without content, we're dead. Because you've got to become a fan of the content to realize, holy crap, this works. And I want it inside my practice. And for some of you, that takes listening to one podcast. For some of you, that takes listening to, to 50 podcasts and, and watching 25 YouTube videos and going through 25 sales calls. Everybody is in their own place, if you will. So that's how New Patient Group was launched. And, and it's something, it's like you have these angels everywhere, like that Invisalign rep, and then another couple Invisalign reps catch wind, and they start doing study clubs in their area. And... And we used to do tons of study clubs for Invisalign in cities, and they all went so well. So let's talk on the clear liner side, because that's where I was headed and, and just wanted to give for a lot of you know that story. Uh, but a lot of you out there don't know how we, how we started. This was not a planned, hey, let's go be in the orthodontic industry and 
it wasn't planned. It just organically has blossomed into into what it is. So you take clear liners, and I I see this with with so many people. You know, for a long time. Uh, so the Align Practice Development Workshops, this is something I'm very proud of. Uh, to my knowledge, to this day, I'm the only non-clinician uh, Align Technology has ever given their own event to. Uh, you know, you all, I, I, I preach so much on here, and there's going to be a podcast eventually that talks about the real events that you should be attending, but most likely don't. And, you know, you go to these events, and you're just hit with one doctor, one clinician after another, but constantly, the, the events that have these hospitality-type speakers are constantly getting the best uh, reviews. And, and that is where we come in, in these events. And for Align to give me my own event, which was the Align Practice Development Workshops, and, and David Boshkin, so shout out. So, so Dr. Boshkin is in Palo Alto, California, and then David Walt. And, and, and Dr. David Walt is, is up in, in Canada, and they would rotate with me. And I would have, you know, Dr. Walt sometimes, Dr. Boshkin sometimes. We became very close. I miss them so much. Got to see David. Hey, man, got to, it was great. You and Nicole speaking at the Align booth. Uh, it was great seeing you. And those PDWs were, were so great because it wasn't an Invisalign jam down your throat session. Like, it won't work if it was. It was a business session. It was a team training session. And it was really great. Well, the beauty of, of what I got to see there is it really proved to me what I already knew. And it's like some of the things that you all have to realize on the clear liner side is it's just like an orthophy, it's just like remote monitoring. It's a different way of running your business. You are not going to be successful if you have a team of 12 and you are dabbling in clear aligners or you're like 40%. Because the problem with like 40, 50% share to chair is that you are still a large share to chair with braces, which means you still have to have a large team to support it. And then you turn around and you say, I'm getting hammered by this clear aligner bill. I give up. And you convince yourself that you can't make money and that Invisalign and the lab bill is too expensive. When the reality of the situation is, is it's the fact that you're still running your business like an analog braces practice. That's why you're not making money. Or you're not scanning every new patient with the iTero and properly using the outcome simulator, which, by the way, shout out to Align Technology. The new 5 Element Pro, it may be plus. I can't remember if it's 5 plus or 5 Pro. So this is not the Element 5. This is an upgrade. And, and Matt Miller, it was great seeing you at AAO. One of the things that we're working on right now uh, with Invisalign is a seven-city event uh, that's going to talk about some really cool things that they're doing now uh, that they're going to use me to teach mindset change, and I'm looking forward to that. Well, I'm over there talking to Matt, Will Donnelly, a couple of the other, couple of the other Align executives, and, and later on, one of them walks me over to this new outcome simulator that's got the person's face on it. And so you actually get to see the smile simulation with a face, but then the face starts talking. So it shows you talking on the left side with your before smile and, and before alignment of the teeth. And then after everything is done and looks pretty and it shows you talking. And the AI is just ridiculous. And, and I look at that as they're showing it to me and doing what I do. I'm just looking at that. And there is experience, hospitality, sales ideas just going through my mind like crazy. 
Like I can't wait to take our practices with new patient group and start implementing some things, which is what we do, right? We take the tools of these outsource partners and we take the tool to another level on how we showcase it with your digital marketing on a welcome tour. Welcome tours are a waste of time, everybody, by the way, unless your team knows how to sell. If they know how to sell, a welcome tour is a great experience for the potential customer, potential patient, but also improves your chances of them buying from you. But there's a real legitimate skill set that your people need to have that's in our new patient immersive experience course that you can buy on our website, you get as a member, and you obviously get as a private client as well. That is a really cool way to showcase your practice. But anyway, that AI is, is just insane. That, they're, that, that they've come out with. So props to Align. Whether it be scanning with the iTero machine, running your practice in a real true digital way, whether it be after they buy from you, relinquishing the control and letting your assistants take over so many of the things, letting the clear aligner scheduling process work out where they're in there less. And then if you use remote monitoring, they're in there. And this is another thing I see with a lot of you. You've got remote monitoring, your high shared a chair with a lot with with clear aligners, but then you're not compliant with either, meaning that you don't trust the AI with dental monitoring, and you're still so controlling that you're still bringing in the patient far too much. And if you're going to do that, you might as well not even use remote monitoring. That's how a remote monitoring becomes expensive when you don't use it right. That's how an orthophy becomes expensive when you don't use it right. That's how an Invisalign or whatever clear line you're using, that's how it becomes expensive when you're running it via an analog-based practice, yet you're trying to dabble in clear liners. It won't work. That is the equivalent of your patients not brushing, not showing up to the appointments, not scanning, not wearing their liners properly, and you turn around and talk trash about them at your practice not to their face, but like a lot of you do behind their back and call them bad patients and call them names or whatever you do, you're doing the same thing with these companies that you're trying to use. Follow their guidance. Be coachable and have a culture inside your office where the team, and this happens all the time, where the team is the problem. Like the team won't use the tools, right? Because your culture allows them to just run the show. Right Chat has been a really interesting ride for the last three years. And, and what's so cool about Right Chat is it goes so, just like with remote monitoring with DM, just like OrthoFi, just like Invisalign. You know, Invisalign has this whole digital workflow. So, so David Boschke and Nicole talked about this. This whole digital workflow, they have so many tools for all of you out there that very few of you even use. It's like you look at the tool, you see a clear aligner, you see your ClinCheck, you see your lab bill, and you're so transactional and so singular focused on those that you lose all this aggregate thinking about all these tools they have for you under one roof that you can use. And the more of those that you're using, by the way, the cheaper in your mind that lab bill becomes because of how many other things that are lumped in to what that lab bill investment, and it is an investment, actually is. 
You know, but again, if you have a team of 14 and you're 80% braces and you're, you know, 20% aligners and then you get to 30% aligners and you still have 14 and then you have 40% aligners and you still have, you know, 12 team members, you're going to get your butt hammered by the lab bill because you're still running it like an analog based practice. You must become digital. But back to the clear aligners. With Invisalign, DM, remote monitoring, OrthoFi, and then what I'm talking about with WriteChat is on the surface, the surface and the tools are cool. But what I think is even cooler is all the areas that those those tools domino effect to make other areas of your practice that are so chaotic and impossible for most a real true reality for you. So with WriteChat, we have this doctor that, and this goes back to compliance. And what I was just talking about with all those kind of hidden tools were at Domino's. I'm going to lead into that. WriteChat's been a really cool ride because we have a very high customer retention and, and it works. And it works really well. But... Again, you have to be compliant. So we have our own in-house IT team that works. We take control of the phones so we can make sure the phones work. So we set up a deal where the doctor says, hey, this is Dr. Brian. Thanks so much for calling. If you're a patient in treatment with us or you've been here before, please press one. If you're a new patient that's never been here before, please press two. Can't wait to see everyone, right? Something short, quick, and simple. And then if we're your backup So if they press one or two, it goes to your office first. After three rings, if you've missed it, the two then forwards to us. We answer it if we're sitting at your front desk, remote into your software, and schedule that new patient according to your protocols and in a way that patient never knows a quote-unquote third party answered. If we're your primary and you want us to answer all your new patient calls, the moment the two is pressed, it comes immediately to us. And it works 100% of the time if the doctor lets us onboard and control the phones like we need to all the time. But, and we had this one doctor, and this is an example. I'm sure the doctor is out bashing us right now. Hey, yeah, their stuff doesn't work and blah, blah, blah. Where the phones kept messing up. Like the two wouldn't forward to us and sometimes it would and sometimes the two would go to them. It was a disaster and it was a disaster because during the onboarding process, the doctor wanted to control the IT. He wanted to say, well, you can have access to this and I don't know enough about IT to use the terminology. But again, he was going the baking route. He was saying, ah, okay, you you want uh, two tablespoons of uh, baking soda? All right, well, I'll give you one. Okay, you can have one, but this other one, this needs to be done my way. You know, and you want a pinch of salt? Okay, well, well, I'm going to give you a whole handful of salt because that's going to, like, right? He's doing it his own way. And then he wonders why the phones are a total freaking disaster. Right? And, and does he look in the mirror? No, he doesn't look in the mirror. He blames us. The same doctor that is likely out there blaming his patients for not wearing their aligners properly, not scanning properly, you know, blaming OrthoFi when the TC's controlling the slider, or you don't use eight of their tools that they give you, or blaming Invisalign for their high lab bill whenever you have 25 employees at an, at, at running an analog-based practice. 
this, just like the last episode, everybody, you've got to follow the processes of the companies you are paying. You've got to engage them because the tool is the tool. And if you use the tool well, it will work for you. If you don't use the tool well, it will not work for you. Like Invisalign. Invisalign is not going to work if you screw the pooch on the ClinCheck and then your patients are non-compliant. But it's not Invisalign's fault. That's yours and your patients. Same exact thing. With right chat, just like the rest, if you just let us do our job, another one that we had an issue with, and they're still a customer, we got past this. It's like when you hire right chat, one of the things you're relinquishing is, is having to worry about ever training people, and this is when we're your primary about ever training people again on your phones, right? Now, we're going to go off of your office, of course, and your scheduling protocols, but the way my people are going to speak on the phones, they're going to be trained by me, and that's how they're going to speak. And and if you don't want that and you don't like that, don't hire right chat because we aren't going to speak your way. We are going to speak our way enlighten your practice in a way that you make more sales. Your no-shows are going to go down. Your same-day starts are going to go up. Your compliance is going to go up, meaning like people are going to fill out the paperwork early. All these headaches that you have of hiring, training, winch, Ross, repeat, all go away if you let us do our job. If you don't let us do our job and you want to control everything, it probably is not going to work at such a high level. And that is your fault. That is not our fault. One of the really cool domino effects, and we are, so right chat customers out there, we are going to build a user's course, and that user's course is going to teach you how to get the most out of using right chat. And just like remote monitoring, if you use it right, because there's so fewer appointments, it, it allows you for the appointments that are there, it allows you to meet and greet them a different way especially if you train your people on what to say to really wow people. It allows you to spend more time with them in the areas of educating and motivating and asking for referrals and asking for video testimonials. Like, like when you buy remote monitoring, that is not something like a dental monitoring is going to sit there and teach you, right? They're going to teach you about the remote monitoring and making sure the AIs and your protocols are set up right, right? It's not going to dive into all the domino effect ways that it has a success in your practice. OrthoFi is the exact same way because the insurance is handled for you. You can reinvent and reinvest that time that you would otherwise be stuck on the phone aggravated to greeting people, to shooting social media content, to making sure that you're working on the business rather than stuck in the practice all day long on admin duties. So there's so many other domino effects that it has. And on right chat, and, and this is whether we're the, the primary or the backup, you know, as a receptionist, you gotta you gotta paint this image of what your front desk for most of you look like, right? It's mass chaos, insurance verification, appointment verification calls, which I can't stand those. That's a that's a topic and I'm sure a podcast at some point. There's such a waste of time. The the uh, you know, answering of new patient calls, answering of existing patient calls. 
You've got, you know, Joey and mom trying to check out. You've got uh, Barry and Cindy that just walked through the door wanting, wanting to go back for their appointment. You've got four people sitting in the waiting room. Like, it's mass chaos. And for most of you out there, that's the normal. And you've convinced yourself, I think a lot of you out there, that that's just the way it is. Like, you know, a successful practice is a big team and mass chaos is just not true. It's just not true. But like the standard way receptionist has always done it is like, okay, phone's ringing. Boom, I got to get it, right? Because that may be a new patient. So meanwhile, the patient wanting to check out, you know, they're getting the one finger hold on. The new patient that just walked through the door, no one's there to pay attention to them. So it's just a standard. Again, it goes back to it's not unexpected hospitality. It's just what they expect. And when you're a commodity, you can't offer what people expect. What do new patients expect when they walk through a door in any business, especially healthcare? Well, they sure as hell don't expect unexpected hospitality. I can tell you that. They expect paperwork, sit in the waiting room. Hopefully, I'm taken back within 15 minutes of my appointment time. And guess what? So do the people that have bought from you. Because a lot of you, that's just what they get. Got a two o'clock appointment. They walk in. Hey, check in there. You know, they check in on your iPad or whatever you have, your check-in station. They go and sit down, and they're lucky if they're back in 15, 20 minutes, you know, within their 3 o'clock appointment time. There's a different way to do it, but the reality is with RightChat now, this is one of those things that, you know, it's not on our services. This is the domino effect. It's boom, now the phone rings. Well, because you have if we're your backup or your primary, we're going to get the new patient call if you miss it, and we're going to get all the new patient calls if we're your primary. But as the backup, when that phone rings, and now you have a new patient that just walked through the door, now you get to ignore the phone, and you get to greet Susie and her son, Joe, the moment they walk through the door. These are the domino effect ways these services transform your practice into unexpected hospitality and shed a different, unique light on you in their mind, right? That again, that's not one of our, that's not one of the services you are paying for to greet people. That is a domino effect of what the right chat service allows. And if you use right chat in conjunction with OrthoFi, in conjunction with dental monitoring, in conjunction with new patient group and our hospitality and our sales and our culture and our psychology and our presentation and our verbiage training, it is such a game changer if you're compliant. Same way, we have receptionists that aren't compliant, meaning when the phone rings and they've got a new patient standing in front of them, they answer the phone. That is called being not compliant with right chat and not getting all of the things that you can otherwise get that right chat offers. Because if the phone rings, we teach you during onboarding and again and again, let it go. Now, you should strive, of course, to have your phones not at the front desk and go full concierge to where you have somebody handling your existing patient calls. A lot of times we have the DM coordinator work virtual and that person is a home position or isolated more in an office in the back and they are handling existing patient calls and they are handling DM stuff when they're not on the phone with existing patients. That is a way to redefine a role in your office on how it's never been done before. 
It works beautifully. And it gets the phones the heck away from the worst place they could possibly be in any hotel, in any restaurant, in any orthodontic practice, etc. is in the front. I said on at the workshop with OrthoFi, <laughs> one of the things I asked was, you imagine TCs, how good would you be at doing your job if they put you up where the receptionist was? I mean, think about this, everybody. Think what the receptionist responsibility is in a competitive commoditized industry. They are your ultimate sales machine. Yet they are put in a place where the door chimer's going off, the phones are ringing off the hook, they have 8,000 distractions, they have Betty tapping one receptionist on the shoulder wanting something, they've got existing patient calls to deal with while they're on with a new patient, another phone rings, they've got people checking out, new patients walking in, it's mass chaos. Can you believe, and none of you out there would ever do that to your TC? You imagine, you imagine uh, the TC sitting with Joey and, the, you know, and his kid, and, and then... And then every three minutes, the TC door comes flying open, uh, going, hey, Danielle, I need you. Or every three minutes, the phone ringing inside the TC room, like this is what you all are doing, your receptionist. They are just as much involved in the sales process as the TC, yet you are putting them in a worst possible position of success. It's the last place on the planet your phone should be answered. Put them in people's homes, for crying out loud. Make it virtual. Get rid of your front desk. If you still have one and need one, you are running an analog behind the times practice. Remodel your office. Wax the front desk. Get rid of it. Go full concierge or even better, run a schedule that's so efficient that the existing patients are greeted by their assistant when they walk through the door and the new patient is greeted by the TC when they walk through the door. And there's a way to do it. And that way is remote monitoring, right chat, OrthoFi, it it, a high clear aligner, share to chair, new patient group handling and becoming your training division, handling all your digital marketing and working in conjunction with a person that's a marketer in your practice. And then if you lose that person, you don't have to replace them because we have our VIP executive team that works with your practice. Like this is all possible. This is all possible. If you use the tools right and back to right chat when we're your primary then it's the same way. Phone rings, you know it's an existing patient. And it's not that the existing patients aren't important. You should get that phone call. But I will tell you, order of importance, it's person in front of you. You don't ever give the one finger hold on to somebody that's dropped five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars from you. Because again, that's not the person you're making your money off of. The person you're making your money off of is their sister, her two friends, her two friends' brothers, their three friends. You're making money off of the referral stream. You're not making money off that individual patient. And that is a podcast in itself, and it's the transactional versus aggregate CEO. And the aggregate CEO will always kick the transactional CEO's butt, but it may not happen short term. That's going to be a really good podcast. A lot of mindset shifts that we'll talk about in that podcast. With new patient group, same way. Like if you block your meetings every week and you watch our videos and you role play with your team and then next week you meet with our coaches and then we work on things and then your weekly meeting that you have alone the following week. See, we become this every other week repetitive pattern with new patient group. 
And sometimes we get off that pattern depending on where you are with the journey. But most of the time, it's, hey, every other week you're going to meet with us and every other week you're going to take what we worked on at those meetings and you're going to practice it at your weekly meeting. And you're going to have people role play the continuous improvement. And then we're going to come to your practice you know, once every three or four months. And it's this, rep, it's this repetitive behavior. And we take the idea to implementation through coaching and accountability. And it's why it works. It's not rocket science, but it is at the same time because no one else is doing it. But if you're not having your, your meetings whenever we don't meet with you, and you're not having your people practice, and you're letting Janice be a grump, then it's not going to work. Or it will, but it's going to delay the success you have. And that is another example of non-compliance or you're doing digital marketing with us, you know, and Mary's a grump because she doesn't want to participate because she doesn't want her face on video. Boom. Culture problem. Decision to make. Do you get rid of her or do you continue to have a culture problem? This is why it's all intertwined, but this is also why your compliance with the companies you use is no different than the compliance of your patients. You have a system. The system is you're going to switch aligners every week. You know, you're going to use the, you're going to, you're going to switch according to if you're using remote monitoring as well. If it gives you a green light, you're going to switch. You're going to scan whatever, pick a time in a day, seven o'clock before you go to bed every Tuesday. Like these are the things you've set up for success with your patients. And if they follow these things and you've all seen it, if they follow these things, they are a high likelihood of high level success, happy done on time or early, your referral chances go up, your video testimonial chances go up, your five-star reviews go up. But when they don't follow those things and treatment is delayed, their experience and the results go down and they blame you when it's really their fault. Yes, again, goes back to it's also on you for how you talk to them and motivate them, just like I've said on all of us. A big part of compliance is, is the company knowing how to sell you on why you've got to do it their way, not your own. But you still have a responsibility that rests on your shoulders. And you also have a responsibility to realize if you're not compliant, to blame yourself. You can't say Invisalign's lab bill is too expensive when you're running an analog-based practice with a huge team and you're not using all of their resources. You can't say OrthoFi doesn't work, which I hear, and I have the same conversation I'm having today. One of the reasons, I mean, or all the, the companies I speak for out there, heck, you should blast this podcast out to, to anybody that's ever been non-compliant or be proactive and send it to people that even, even the compliant ones. You can't sit there and say OrthoFi stinks when, again, you manipulate the slider, the TC doesn't pay attention, you don't use all the tools, you don't use, again, the cheat sheet right? The cheat sheet's another one they have. Like the cheat sheet, we look at that and go, bam, a great way to absolutely transform the VIP greeting when people walk in and take things that you've read and implement it into the greeting to instantly wow them to showcase that you read the paperwork. Because as you read the paperwork, you wow people because they are not expecting you to read the paperwork. They think it's a waste of their time because every other practice they've ever filled out paperwork, it was a waste of their time because the practice didn't even look at it. Remote monitoring users out there, you can't commit to 15, 20, 30, 50 cases and think it's going to work. You can't not use the AI. You can't not use the tools 
and think it's going to work, you've got to use them. And then you've got to be an innovator. This is why it all ties together. It goes back to culture, business, entrepreneur, innovation mindset. This is why that portion of it has to be a part of anybody's program because no matter how good you are as a company, if the culture, if the business mindset, if, if the entrepreneur mindset, which is two different things, by the way, if that isn't right, you will always struggle getting people to scan every new patient with the iTero machine. Like to a lot of the Invisalign people out there, you think it's easy as going scan with the iTero machine, right? But if you understand the world of an entrepreneur and the thousands of things we deal with every second of every day, we're the chief everything officer. You've heard me use that terminology again uh, over and over again on this podcast throughout the years, is that the things that are easy to you on the surface are very difficult to many entrepreneurs for countless amounts of reasons. Like implementing the iTero machine as part of the new patient experience and part of the sales tool to begin with is an obvious thing. However, there's all kinds of barriers, obvious and not, that these small businesses deal with that have to be overcome in order for something to that level be successful. And that's one example of many. But there's so many things out there. These companies have tools that you all are not using. And I encourage you to go out there and use them. I encourage you to be proactive and reach out to these companies and say, what else you got for me? What am I not using that I can use? What can I do differently in my doctor exam with your tools? Teach me, coach me. Because these companies, I'm telling you right now, like I said earlier, they are not going to coach you unless you tell them you want to be coached. Because in the corporate world, they're going to come in and this again, these are my friends. But imagine the position they're in, coming in in their suit, representing dental monitoring, OrthoFi, Invisalign, whatever it may be. Uh, they're, they're part of the onboarding team with WriteChat. Um, they're the digital marketing team with New Patient Group. Imagine the position they're in if you're not compliant. They're not going to sit there again and tell you the things that I'm talking about. But if you say to them, you say, hey, Chastin. Shout out, Chastin. She's an Invisalign rep up in the Chicago area, Illinois area, a couple other states, I believe, as well. She's not going to, if you tell Chastin, look, Chastin, I want to get the most out of your tools. I want to be coached. So you have the freedom to come in here. And if I'm not doing it the way I should be doing it, I want you to tell me. I'm not going to look at that as disrespect. I'm going to look at that as you coaching me. If, if there's a new tool you have, I want you to teach us all about it, and I want you to show us how we integrate that into all these consumer aspects that we deal with. Like, if you're saying that, which you should to the reps, now the reps can actually speak more freely and actually help you. But if they walk in all prim and proper with a suit representing their corporation, they are not going to coach you the way a lot of you need to be coached to make sure that things are done with their tools at a high level. And, and if a lot, of these, a lot of these companies, they should use us because we could train the reps how to do it, just like we train the assistants to have the difficult conversation with mom whenever her son, you know, the perfect son, a lot of these parents now, it's like, my kid can't do anything wrong. They come in second place in sports, we still got to give them a trophy. Or if they come in in second place in sports, we got to argue with the league to give them the first place trophy. Or if they got a bad grade in school, it's not my kid's fault. It must be the school's fault. I'm going to call and fight the school. Like, I don't know where the hell this mentality came in. But because of that, and their kids all miss Mr. Special, this conversation becomes even harder with your assistance to mom. But there is a way to do it. 
just like companies out there, there's a way to train your reps. This is internal marketing to your own customers, how your people speak to your customer, same way we teach with New Patient Group and how these people speak inside the practice to their patients. You've got to be compliant, everybody. And when you're compliant, these things work at such a high level. The chaos is reduced so much. And all of these companies have tools that will grow you as well. One of my favorite things with remote monitoring that they don't talk about a lot, but we do, is remote monitoring. A lot of people talk about what it does for you after the purchase, and rightfully so, of course. But I look at it and I'm like, what about all the things it does for you leading up to purchase? Right, Because the more it refines your existing patient experience, the more, again, it refines you being able to greet the new patient when they walk through the door. And OrthoFi, same way, like all these tools they have, but what about the tool and how it lets you treat people differently, which that is why they are going to buy from you at a higher dollar to begin with. How can you do your digital marketing differently to showcase all these outsource partners and how they make you unique, more convenient, more digital, more innovative? How can your receptionist sell the value of you partnering with these companies to make the experience clinically and non different and unique? How can you, after you hang up the phone and before per person comes in, how can you use these outsource partners to make and streamline that downtime? And the list goes on and on. This is the mindset all of you have to have. And you can't blame your non-compliant patients when you're non-compliant yourself as a business owner. And I hope this mindset, hopefully light bulbs went on today with so many of you out there, the new patient, I say this all the time, the new patient group customer is not worried about you because you're beyond this, but this is such good reminders for all of you. And it may trigger, you know, for a lot of our Invisalign users out there, or even if you're doing another type of clear aligner, it may trigger you to go to that company and go, what am I not using that you have? Same way with you going to dental monitoring and saying, what am I not using that you have? Going to OrthoFi and saying the same thing. Coming to us with RightChat, new patient group. What else do you have that you can let us use to make sure we're maximizing our partnership with you? You should be engaged with these companies all the time. Don't make them engage with you. You engage with them. And I will tell you with most of these corporations' business models that the, they will give more attention to the people that are engaged. The more clear liners you're doing, the more they're going to engage you. The more you're, you're using a remote monitoring, the more they're going to engage with you. They don't want to waste their time in practices that are constantly making excuses or not doing what they need to do. So you take it upon yourself to engage with them and say, I want more. I want to be taught more. I want to have more study clubs with my team, which, by the way, is a big miss for a lot of you out there because these companies will do it. These companies will do it, lunch and learns and things like that. And just like we're teaching you always to be learning and our new patient group customers, this is, this is a big reason why people use new patient groups well beyond our program, but it's also to make sure you're getting the most out of other people's stuff. And then combining this again into this big, beautiful story 
that you're telling people as they take the journey with you and then after they take the journey after they buy from you as well. Write down the companies you use, everybody. Contact them. Say, what are we doing well in your mind? What are we not? What could we do better? What other tools do you have? Because like I said, Invisalign has countless amounts of digital workflow tools that so many of you don't use that well. And I will tell you, I don't believe Align Technology teaches it very well either. All the tools they have, if they had workshops around it, it's the same way remote dental monitoring. As you get bigger as a corporation, you lose focus on what's really important. And you become this deal where you spend millions on advertising. When if you took a large portion of that and just dumped it into growing the customers that already use you, you would get a bigger return. You could, I mean, imagine like dental monitoring right now, your numbers. Imagine if every customer you had sent five more cases a month. I mean, I'm just making up the, I'm just making up the number. What would that look like? Right. And this is OrthoFi, same way. If every customer you had sent five, started five more cases a month than they currently do, what do your numbers look like tomorrow when you wake up? Invisalign, same way. If you took the thousands of Invisalign prescribers, uh, you know, subscribers that, that globally, and each one did three or four more Invisalign cases a month, how much money would that generate? Right. And, and this is so hard, though, to get corporations to think that way because all of them are out there hunting out new deer instead of cooking the ones they already have in the freezer. This is such a challenge to get the higher ups and corporations to realize where their money really needs to be spent. And if you spent your money back to the customer, now this is to the companies now that I'm talking about, they would also be more compliant. They would be more compliant with using all the OrthoFi tools, right? They would be compliant with using DM, right? They would be more compliant on how to run a truly digital workflow practice from a clear liner standpoint. Same way with right chat and new patient. It's like the more you focus on your customer, the more they will comply, the more they will grow, and the more your business will make off the same amount of customers so you don't have to spend as much on getting new people to buy from you. And it doesn't mean you shut down your advertising. Of course, everybody needs new customers, but the focus still has to be to the people that have already bought from you. And that is a lesson to all the companies out there who have non-compliant people. The reason you have non-compliant people, yes, it's on their shoulders, just like this whole podcast. But again, it goes back to what are you doing internally at not a high enough level to sell these people on why they should do it a different way. It does fall on all of our shoulders as well, even though a big part of that responsibility is on the doctors and teams. Hope everybody enjoyed today. I wrap it up. Again, I chose this to continue the theme of last month talking about the price shoppers, but what you're doing to your business. And I thought this would be a good back-to-back coming back from AAO. When you sign up with these companies, use them. And for so many of you out there that already use a lot of the companies I talked about, and again, there's a lot more. I'm just using that core group. I speak for that core group. The reality is, tell them you're coachable. Tell them you want to learn. Tell them that you want to know how to use the tools better and what are you missing out on. And they'll tell you. But you got to give the freedom to them to allow them to tell you without them being scared. Because again, they're representing their corporation. They're not going to come in there and tell you how it is, even the most polite way. 
because oftentimes, one, these companies don't role play and practice to put them in a position to know how to do it. And then the other one is it's just a respect thing. And how I show my respect to all of you, a lot of you are just my close friends and you know it's my job to tell you these things. But for a lot of you out there, you don't know me personally. So my respect to you is telling you the truth, telling you the things that you don't want to hear. And a lot of people in this industry, like your clinical peers won't tell you, the reps won't tell you, we will. Because if you want these tools to work, just like your patients and them being compliant, you have to be compliant and you will have success. Hope everybody enjoyed today. Uh, a lot of great podcasts coming up. I think we are rolling along with a lot. We've gotten a lot of good feedback uh, with season six of this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you're liking the season. Thanks so much for your partnership. And do me a favor, everybody. Please go on whatever outlet you listen to this podcast and write us a really good five-star review. Pour your heart into it. That helps boost our rankings. Um, it just gives us, it's just like your practice, right? You want patients to do that for you. Would really appreciate you all right now taking the time to write a good five-star review about us. It would help out a lot. Looking forward to seeing uh, Rob Passamano. I will be in your practice in California uh, this week. And then we have a lot of on-site and a lot of cool trains. When I do the podcast next month, I'll give you some updates on where we're going to be speaking. We got Montreal coming up. We got Miami coming up. We've got a seven-city event that Invisalign's putting together for me coming up that I'll know more about those events that we'll update you on on next month's podcast. Enjoy, everybody. Have a great rest of your month. Take care of great care of your employees, great care of your customers, patients, etc. Have a good day. We'll talk to everybody soon. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Brian Wright. Thank you so much for listening and please visit newpatientgroup.com backslash free courses to get our latest on-demand video trainings for free. These are shot in 4K, exceptional quality, and we really want you to test out our content. So just go to newpatientgroup.com backslash free courses, sign up, and you'll learn some really amazing things. We would also like to answer your new patient phone calls with my company, WriteChat. We can be the primary and answer all of them, or we can be your saving grace where the ones you miss, we will answer them as if we're sitting at your front desk, your own employee, remotely log into your software and schedule that new patient, and they never even know a third party answered. It's a revolutionizing the answering service industry and honestly made call services and answering services completely obsolete because nobody will leave a message in this new economy. So if you use a call center or an answering service, switch to WriteChat as a game changer. We'll do it for two months free. We have our own in-house IT team that will hook everything up for you. Your software, your phones, your phone number, you don't have to change anything. The onboarding is simple. We make sure that process is streamlined. And when you hear my agents answer that new patient call, you're never going to want your own team to do it. And it'll be a great training when you listen to us. We'll be a great training to get your own people trained as well. Okay, so look forward to helping you out. I ask that you please write a five-star review about the New Patient Group podcast on Apple or wherever you're listening to the podcast. And also write a five-star review about New Patient Group and Write Chat Online. That would really help us out. If you're watching on YouTube, give a thumbs up to the video, subscribe to our channel, put some comments in there, how much you like it. And I would personally like to offer you your own free business and practice consultation with me so we can chat about your business and I can personally prescribe something that is really going to help you thrive in this new economy of competition, commoditization, and consumerism. Once again, thanks for your support. We'll see everybody soon. Bye-bye.